Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs on Thursday, December 16th, 2021. Here with the voice you all know. You knew his voice. Now you know his face as well as his voice. It is John Michael, play-by-play man for your Cleveland Cavaliers. And John, the vibes must be immaculate in your household right now. And in all of Cleveland, the fellas have won five straight for the first time since March to April of 2018. Yeah, it's been fantastic here in Northeast Ohio. And uh, yeah, it, it it does feel good that this team is is not just meeting expectations, but I think wildly exceeding expectations. When you looked at the first 25 games of the schedule, when they came out, all of us within the organization said, oh, brother, you know, 19 of the 25 games against playoff teams from last season, if you count play-in tournament teams, 22 of the 25, most of which were on the road, and you thought at the time you win 10 of these 25 and you're coming out pretty well on the other end. And here we are 30 games in this team's 18 and 12. And I think what's been impressive, Zach, is it has not mattered. I mentioned this on the broadcast just last night. It doesn't matter who's in front of them. You know, they went on that stretch where they played the top three teams in most power polls in the NBA in Golden State, Phoenix and Brooklyn. They're playing teams middle of the road that, you know, finally they've been favored <laughs> over the last couple of games for the first time in a long time uh, this season. And they've really taken care of business in the games in which they were favored. You know, and sometimes the Cavs were playing shorthanded with injuries and health and safety. Other times, like last night against the shorthanded Rockets team, the Rockets were at a disadvantage. It hasn't mattered. You know, this team is playing the same way game in and game out, which is a real oddity in the NBA and to see the consistency through 30 games and to see this team following the coaching staff's game plan exactly the way they wanted them to do that through 30 games has been really refreshing and even more you know refreshing is that they've been getting rewarded in the standings as well yeah and uh, the one that Houston fans have taken to calling Gary Bird Garrison Matthews held without a field goal one of many uh, great feats. And John, this is, this is from uh, one of my uh, followers on social, uh, Brian, Life of Brian 31. He, he wanted me to ask you this. And having not actually seen you specifically during a game, he said he was there on Saturday and he wanted to know if you stand uh, for a better view or for exercise. He said that you were as active as the players on uh, during Saturday's game. Hey, it's not by choice, Zach. It's not by choice. I'm going to try to say this the, a nice way that the, our vantage point inside Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse is not the best one in the league. How about that? How's that for political correctness? We're in a, it's a tough spot because we're down by the bench. We're almost on the foul line. And unfortunately in that building, the playing service is elevated, which okay. means fans in the front row also are elevated. So even seated, the fans to our left block about two thirds of the court. So yes, you could tell Brian that it is not, I'm not, Looking for a leg and core and workout throughout the course of the game, but yes, it's hard to see. And you know, we do have a monitor down there, but it's not it's not the easiest to see. You know, in, in the course of the game and everything else. So sometimes I go monitor, but a lot of times I'm looking through <laughs> looking through fans and coaches and players checking in as well. So <laughs> tell Brian if I blocked you, I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just I'm trying to do my job as best I can. <laughs> Of course. Yeah, I will. I'll be glad to hear that. And a quick word from DraftKings, and we'll step right back in. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. With the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple that anyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily 
fantasy sports contests. And even if it's not available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1. That is $1 on any team to score. Win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager is required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And, John, getting uh, back to it, you know, the Cavs started the season, you know, playing incredibly well. They lost their first two games, and they won three, then they lost, and they won. So two things here. And the first to me, which has been most intriguing, is that they actually don't have a one-game winning streak this year. Every time they've won at least one game, they've won at least two in a row. And I believe they only have one losing streak of one game. So it's been that crazy. But we can't remove these from the standings, John. But if you take away the end of the Boston game where Mobley sat out and Allen, I think, was missing already, and then you take away the next four that they lost without them, the Cavs are 18-7. and when you take away the stretch of the bigs not playing, and that tells me that we what we're seeing is really no fluke. Well, right, and the Cavs are doing something that, frankly, nobody else in the NBA is doing. You know, they they've bucked they've bucked tradition, I guess you could say, and and gone big, and it has paid off. It's paid dividends throughout the season, and and we've seen teams not to know what to do with the Cavs' size, and much of that credit, yes, goes to Jared Allen, who's been and. Playing at an all-star level, there is no question about it. Jared Allen's an all-star through 30 games in the NBA alongside the rookie Evan Mobley, and we have glowed about him uh, since he came into camp. And don't count out Lowry Markkinen either. You know, if Markkinen comes in as a seven-footer, gets moved to the small forward position, and if any of those three, Zach, can't move their feet and can't handle this defensively, we know we see the blocks, right, out of Mobley and out of Allen. But if they can't switch and they can't guard guys on the perimeter four or five seconds in a possession, forget it. You know, and the conventional wisdom says, fine, we're going to go small and we'll just out quick the Cavs. And frankly, nobody's done that through 30 games, regardless of what the opposing lineup has looked like. So I, I agree with you. And, you know, the record does speak for itself. That's what the Cavs are doing to teams. And we see the block numbers, but what you don't see are the altered shots. What you don't see are players, you know, on opposing teams just thinking better of it, getting close to the paint and then saying, you know what, forget it. I'm going to get rid of it to somebody else. And we've seen that from just, you know, regular, ordinary 10-point-a-game players to the best, the elite, you know, in the league, in the world, coming into the paint and saying, maybe this isn't my shot. Maybe this isn't what I want to do. So, yeah, I think what they're doing is different. I think what they're doing is working without question, but it doesn't work unless you have those skilled big men who are able to, you know, to make it work and to put it into fruition. Yeah, and we look at what the Cavs did in the offseason, and we talk about it a lot. But, you know, Lowry Markkinen, Ricky Rubio, and Evan Mobley, the three additions that have paid huge dividends. And now it's hard from a fan perspective sometimes to see the whole picture and obviously, with how the Cavs weren't quite on this level the previous couple of years, everyone wanted to point fingers. But I think it's safe to say that Colby Altman has positioned himself to be talked about as one of the better GMs uh, slash executives in all of the league with getting these three guys. Because it's getting Rubio. It helps you offset the loss of Colin. And he's been great. He's the only Cav to play in every game so far. 
And then you add marketing and Mobley, that size shooting and even rim protection that you didn't see because there was a one big lineup for the previous couple of years. Yeah, well, through 30 games, I don't think there's any question. I think you have to put J.B. Bickerstaff in the coach of the year discussion oh, yeah. as well for, again, bucking the trend and deciding to go big. The number one priority in the offseason was get a backup point guard, right? And they went out and got still one of the best point guards in the NBA, right? And Ricky Rubio at his age, now 31, coming off the bench is in what seems like a perfect situation. I mean, he was a beauty in the Olympics. He was playing some terrific basketball and into the top five players in that tournament. And they said, when he got there, this is what we want you to be, you know, come off the bench. You're going to back up Darius Garland and Rubio, like the true professional that he is not only has accepted it, but boy, has he just excelled. He's played, you know, incredibly well. And if you have to list the Cavs, the Cavs could least afford to lose right now. I mean, Rubio is right there, right there at the top with Mobley and Allen and Garland and everybody else because of what he does coming off that bench, steadying the ship. You, you think about maybe eight to 10, 12 games ago. Some of those games that the Cavs were winning are simply put, not games that they win last season. Coming down the stretch in the fourth quarter in some hostile environments when things are getting a little hairy, right? And getting out of control. Rubio's come in, settled things down, and, you know, you know, pulled the Cavs across the finish line in the way that Ricky Rubio does. So he's he's been sensational for this team. Then you look at the other moves, Evan Mobley. I mean, that's a that's a no-brainer at the number three spot. He's still sitting there. You got to take the seven-footer out of Southern Cal. So that has worked out well. And, you know, I think it all started, Zach, with the James Harden trade last season when the Cavs were able to butt themselves into that trade, pull out Jared Allen, uh, and off they go. And then, you know, let's not forget, they re-signed him during the offseason, but they commit that kind of money to the kind of kid that says, yeah, I got the money and now I have the responsibility. And now I'm not gonna relax or take a deep breath. I'm gonna work even harder. And this is the best Jared Allen we've seen in his career. Now again, he's in a different situation than he was in Brooklyn, but boy, he has seized the opportunity and he's been special since joining this team. Perfect attitude. And that frankly goes across the board, Zach. You wanna talk chemistry, attitude, Mobley doesn't say a word, right? I mean, Mobley, you can't phase him. They're throwing bodies at him. Teams are trying to do anything to get this kid off his game. Nothing's worked. And, and it's just the same attitude right across the right across that roster. And it's been it's been really fun to be around. And I think it's a big component of why this team has had its early success. Yeah, it has been so much fun to watch. And, you know, we talk about the bigs. Allen's averaging 17-11, two assists, a steal, 1.4 blocks, 70% from the field. I don't even think you could do that on 2K with how hard it's gotten to score. But, you know, what I really appreciate about this, this lineup, John, uh, among everything, is, well, A, the improvement of Jetty Osman as a consistent scorer, shooting 40% from three on the season, averaging 11, is that – so the Cavs normally we've seen employ an eight-man rotation. And seven of those guys average double figures, at least in last place, but quickly rising at 9.3 is Isaac Okoro. And so two-parter here for you, John. Number one is how impressed are you, have you been, you know, sitting courtside every game this season, maybe uh, in D.C., a little different view uh, about with, with the impressive balance, with everyone able to contribute. And number two, I feel like a Coro is finally, you know, any, everything that was being said, you know, the negativity, he's not doing this. I feel like he's come on and this is the best stretch of his career. Maybe even better than any stretch he had at Auburn, maybe his best since high school. 
Yeah, I'd agree with uh, Cora. Let's go back to the first question first. If you count Colin Sexton, right now the Cavs have eight players averaging double figures. No other NBA team can say that. And it's it's so unusual, right? I mean, that's they've been spreading the wealth, and Okoro's on the cusp. I mean, Okoro's getting there. A couple of other interesting things for the Cavs this season with regard to that first you know, line of questioning, Zach. The Cavs have had a 20-point scorer in all 30 games. They've had at least three starters and four players in double figures in every game. You know, again, you look across the league, you look at the box scores. We get all the box scores every night, right? So we look at them every single night. You, you'll see a Durant getting 35 or 38, but you're not seeing that supporting cast doing what's going on with the Cavs. You see Lillard get his. You see, you know, around the league, that's what's going on. That's how it works most of the time. Unless you have a team that's not having a lot of success, then you might see some balance, but not the kind of numbers the Cavs are putting up. The Cavs are doing this and having success. As my partner Austin Carr says, you can't focus on one guy. You know, you focus on one guy and the Cavs can beat you in other directions. So it's been, that's been really nice to see. And a big part of that has been Isaac Okoro, right? I mean, we know what he can do on the defensive end. Second team all rookie last year is locked down a number of really good players over the last week or so, Zach Levine had all kinds of problems. Anthony Edwards couldn't get going. De'Aaron Fox didn't do much of anything. You go right down the list, and who's in front of those guys? It's been Isaac Okoro. Then you put him on the offensive end. Last four games, he's averaging around 16, 17 a ball game, hitting those threes. He's hitting threes in his last four games at well over 50%. So, boy, if he gets it cooking offensively, which he has, it spells trouble. And to get production out of that two spot on the offensive end, when you already know you're going to get it on the defensive end, it's a big deal. And Isaac looks more and more comfortable. And back to that great attitude conversation, I mean, this kid's perfect, right? He does everything he's asked. He asks questions. He learns. He's quick at picking things up. And, never, you know, not much of a peep out of this kid. And, and But his confidence is building and building. Again, precisely the kind of guys that you want to build your team around. And the craziest thing about a Coro, John, and, you know, you look at his birth certificate, you look at when he's born, he can't even drink champagne on midnight on New Year's this year. He's still 20, and he's part of this whole young lineup. And what's crazy to me is Lowry Markkinen is the most experienced starter on a lineup that, that looks like, and you talk about the double-digit scoring and consistency, and my last question for you, and we'll wrap up, he has just been so good been incredible Lowry and Garland everybody's done their role and I think you know we can't leave off the guy that's gunning for maybe coming into the season we didn't know we could see this but I think Darius along with Jared Allen have both played their way into the all-star conversations for Cleveland this year when you talk youth yeah Coro's 20 but man you tell me Garland's 21 and playing the way he's playing right now particularly Zach when you looked at Darius Garland as Rookie season, he was fine. You know, he was up and down. It was a typical rookie who played five games his entire collegiate career, right? This is what you're going to get out of a 19-year-old. But if you would have told me he'd be this good, for, first of all, last year, and then that this much better this year, I would have said, mm, I'm not so sure. And I've seen every dribble that the kid's made in his professional career. That's how much of a jump he's taken. And he has been special. I agree with you. He's playing at an all-star level, too. You know, you try to count, you know, who are the guys – who he's playing, who are playing better than he is in the Eastern Conference. Same with Jared Allen. I mean, outside of Joel Embiid, which again, Embiid's in and out of the lineup. I'm not sure there is a better center right now in the East, but Garland, you put right there in that conversation too. But to me, it's not the numbers, Zach. It's the way he's quarterbacking the offense, right? I mean, it's the way he's 
so patient in that pick and roll with Allen. You wonder why these two are top five in terms of assist to player combination and assist to field goal between two players in the league. It's because of that patience in the pick and roll, and both of it play it beautifully. And by the way, both just started doing it. It's not like we're talking about grizzled veterans here. So Garland has impressed in so many ways. He's been better defensively. He's been fighting through screens. He's been he's stronger. So he's you know able to hold himself a little bit better on that defensive end. So I think the full package has been there. He likes passing more than he likes scoring, but he's been doing a lot of scoring and he's been hitting a lot of threes. And uh, I think it all means good things for this Cavs team. But man, you, you talk about the youth again. It is they have that was the plan, right? To make this young core and have it prepared and ready to move forward and bring in the pieces you need to support that young core. I think we found it, Zach, at least through 30 games. Boy, the early returns are promising. My last question for you here, and then we'll wrap up uh, the second part afterwards. So with Baker Mayfield likely out for this Sunday, can Darius Garland, you think, slide in after Saturday's game against the Bucks, travel and uh, slide in, throw a couple of uh, long bombs? Kevin Love, well, it's, end, a, maybe? it's a Saturday game for the Browns. That's so. right. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, wait, they play before they, oh, they have a night game. Afternoon game, I believe. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, so he'll go out there. You got Jonathan Taylor on one side, Darius Garland on the other, and then he'll come back and try and stop Drew Holiday. Don't you think yeah, he's right? going to have to move. Yeah, he's going to have to fly to Milwaukee real fast after the, <laughs> after the game to get there. All right, John, it's, as always, a pleasure, and I look forward to uh, getting in touch again. Zach, always fun catching up. Take care. Best of luck. All right, so that is John Michael, play-by-play man. For the Cavs, we will step aside and be back in a moment with some thoughts on the weekend slate. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back inside Across the Cavs on Thursday, December 16th, 2021. That was John Michael, the play-by-play voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers. Always great when he stops by. And a couple of chats with him last season. The first one, if you want to go back, want to date this podcast a little bit, the first chat was actually during the team's L.A. road trip the Andre Drummond introduction. They lost, I believe we lost by 40 to the Clippers. But uh, John recorded that conversation, his first edition of Across the Cavs. Actually, it was via phone call on the hotel room line where they were staying in L.A. the day of the Clippers game. So always great to have him on because the Cavs head off on a three-game road trip, five of their next six away from home. Let's make some predictions and then officially wrap up this episode. This is season seven, Bingo Smith, episode 24, Lowry Marketing. We got the Bucks on Saturday. So a couple of days off, Giannis and Middleton are both likely out of the lineup. That being said, it seems like DeMarcus Cousins is also away from the team. They don't have a ton of size. Drew Holiday went off as they beat the Pacers without two of their top three guys. But Drew is like that. Drew is absolutely built like that. I'll say the Cavs win by three. I mean, we got everybody on the court. They don't. I think they're going to have to work a little harder, and I think the paint is going to be open. The Cavs somehow are playing better with Mobley and Allen than the Pacers are with Sabonis and Turner. Who would have thought that coming into the season? Then we got Atlanta on Sunday, 730. I'm going to put that as another W. It's going to be very close again. Beat the Hawks in game number three. Why can't we beat them in game number 32? Now, shout out to Chris Dunn, who wore 32 for the Hawks last year. Sadly, not on the team. I'm not sure if he's in the G League or Europe. Or, so I hope he's somewhere. Uh, Chris Dunn can defend the hell out of the ball. Whoever's got it, he's on them. They're not going to have an easy time. We'll beat the Hawks. 
Wednesday against Boston. A game I had actually originally hoped to attend. We'll not be able to, but I'm going to actually mark this one as an L. So beat Milwaukee, beat Atlanta, lose to Boston. I'm not sure if Jalen Brown's going to be out there. I'll assume he is. He's been in and out. Jalen and Jason, and then they got Rob Williams in the middle. I think it's going to be a little hard to get it done. I'm going to take that as a loss. Then to finish out the new year, I'll just do we'll do two more games here. We got the Raptors, 6 p.m. on the 26th of December. You know, pretty much starting ASAP, all Raptor home games. It starts Saturday, 50% capacity. You know, the Cavs have already picked up a win there with the full crowd. See how the noise changes, you know, as the numbers ramp up from COVID. You know, I think we'll take down Toronto. And then the Pelicans as well. So good dates are coming for the Cavs, who have just been impressing at every single stop. What a job they've done this year, 18 and 12, fourth in the East, haven't had a winning streak of at least five games. You go back to March 28th to April 5th, 2018. If you go very early in that season, November 11th to December 6th, 2017, the Cavs won 13 in a row to go from five and seven to 18 and seven. And if you take away the games Mobley missed this year, the team is 18 and seven. Deja vu, you tell me. We will see you again. On Across the Cavs, I'm Zach Weiss. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. If you like what you heard, subscribe on Apple, on Spotify, wherever. Drop a review. Tell your friends. You know the drill.